over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Let that Cajun music go a little longer. It's Father's Day. Get up and dance with your dad, Shaq. Beyond the House Hour here at Rosie on the House on this Father's Day weekend. As we continue the conversation about flooring all this month. Hey, ditch the tie for dad. Get him a new floor. And we have some suggestions about flooring coming up in just a bit. But I want to remind you about something. If you haven't been to rosieonthehouse.com lately, like say, oh, I don't know, in the past week or something, we've got a new look. We have a, a what I like to call a sleeker design to find things a lot easier. We've got our videos right up front. Uh, we have an easier way to get a Rosie certified partner for your house, home, castle, or cabin for any project that you might have. Uh, of course, all the podcasts from previous shows, that's easy to find too as well. The e-store products, even a staycation, it's at rosieonthehouse.com. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, we really like it. Eh, kink here and there, but uh, you know what? Anytime you have something new up, you um, do have some ghosts here and there. But, you know, for the most part, it's pretty easy to get around. So uh, while you're listening to the show or um, or just going, oh, you know, I, I might need a contractor for something, go to rosieonthehouse.com. It's there 24-7 as we talk about uh, floors in this hour. We're going to be talking about your favorite subject your house, your home, your castle, your cabin. Now, those of you that have joined us through the first hour, well, we're going to be talking about something this hour that probably your grandmother was standing on. Hardwood floors were the predominant flooring in all of America for about 100 years. And we've got an expert on hardwood floors coming in and joining us this morning. Bobby, general manager of Mission Hardwood floors. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Oh, I I first used Mission Hardwood Floor back in the 80s, and they're still going strong. So we're going to be talking hardwood floors today and the evolution of that product in Arizona. Because it does take some specialized treatment to get it done right. Jennifer, do you remember uh, 34 years ago? When uh, we, I did the very first radio program of Rosie on the House. Do you remember the first question I was asked? Well, I was home with five kids. I don't know if I remember or not. <laughs> I, I, I can remember. <laughs> it must have had something to do with floor. It so. did. I, it was Sarah calling from Arcadia, and she wanted to know what I thought about bamboo floors. I had never even heard of bamboo floors. So the first question I was ever asked on air I was stumped. I can't believe they ever let me come back the next Saturday. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. So that's my story about bamboo flooring. Now, let's go there first. Bobby, I haven't seen any bamboo floors. What what, what was was Sarah talking about? I saw them for a little while in the 80s, 90s, but boy... they're still popular just in different parts of the country. Not, uh, not <laughs> in the dry climate here, they don't do so well. And so uh, most retailers have pulled them off the shelves okay. uh, due to severe shrinkage after you put it in. And so, um, 
yeah, we really don't want to sell anything that will cause a headache Amen. for the homeowner. And, and so that's the reason why they're not around here in Arizona any longer. I think most people would be surprised that, that, that bamboo is considered a hardwood. Yeah, so it is because I mean the, the funny thing is it's compressed grass, really what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it is very hard. It's a durable product. It just in the dry environment just doesn't work as well as some other wood species. All right. Well, I got a little bit off the subject on a product we don't use. Yeah. But that was <laughs> the first question I was ever asked when I started Roselle Nas thirty four years ago. Um, I want to talk about the evolution of wood flooring in Arizona. And folks, if you'd like to join the conversation, you're welcome to do so. The number is one 767 4348 Any question you might have, in particular this hour, about hardwood floorings. So, hardwood flooring. I can remember coming into the trades in the 70s, uh, how we used to treat the concrete slab. Yes. To lay floor. <laughs> Most people don't realize it, but that slab carries a lot of moisture. It sure does. It draws moisture from the ground, especially when we have monsoons come in. Uh, all that moisture is absorbed by that slab, and the only way it goes is up. And so, and so you've got to do something there to mitigate that moisture. Uh, and yeah, going back, I mean, we used to oh. use mastic and and uh, and some sort of felt papers, and th this was years ago. Oh, in the seventies, we'd roll two layers of fifteen-pound yeah. felt at opposite directions. Right. Then we'd tack the plywood to that. Right. And then we'd lay two more layers of felt over the top of that. Then we'd lay our hardwood to that. Exactly. So now all that's not necessary. Uh, <laughs> these days we can glue down a solid wood floor using using an application that has a moisture vapor barrier built that, in it. That saves you three quarters of an that inch. That saves you three quarters of an inch, which is great for remodels. I mean, when oh, you're building a home, man. you can recess your slab and you can, you can deal with it. However, when you're remodeling a home, you don't want to be raising that floor an inch and a half because then you have transition going into tile into carpeting and toe other kicks areas. at yeah. your cabinets and I that's mean, another thing you can't get your appliances out i mean if you're going up yeah so it's yeah it's it, it was a big hurdle and and now that's all gone so y'all are direct gluing any mechanical fastener on this on the slab no so um interesting part it's a two-layer system uh, you apply a moisture vapor barrier first. It's about as thick as a business card or credit card. But and that's, that's troweled on? Yeah, it's troweled on. Um, it creates a monolithic, I want to call it rubber coating on that okay. concrete, and that gives you actually unlimited moisture protection. So that application is far better than what was used in the past as far as moisture mitigation. And once that dries overnight, we come back and we trowel the adhesive right over that moisture vapor barrier, and we glue that flooring down. And what it does is it gives you two layers of quote-unquote rubber. It gives you really nice impact absorption, really good acoustics in the room. But it also fastens the entire plank from the bottom. So when prior to this we would nail the flooring down, we would only put the nails into the tongue of the plank. Yes. Blind nailing is what it's called. Well, that's, that's your point of fastening. Now the entire surface of the bottom of the plank is glued down. So, so I feel it's a, it's a far better application just overall. And I want to clarify to the listeners right now, we're talking about real tongue and groove yes. hardwood floors. We'll, we'll get to the others, sure, the parquet, sure. the engineer, and all that. Yes. But right now, we're talking about the full, solid, three-quarter inch tongue and groove. What wood species are available? 
Oh my gosh, there's uh, close to 300 species available, um, but we we kind of narrowed it down to about a dozen or two dozen at most. Uh, hickories are number one seller. It you've is. Got, you've got, That's you've, a pretty wood. Yeah, and it's it's really hard. So it takes a good beating as far as like dropping things on it. Uh, the floor won't dent and such. Uh, the second best seller would be European white oak. Uh, and then we go into walnut, maple, uh, mesquite, and so on. Now, mesquite would be beautiful. Mesquite is gorgeous, yeah. Mesquite would really be pretty. Yes, it's it's a gorgeous wood. It's not very popular because of the nature of the tree. So what happens is uh, when we lay a floor, you get a lot of shorter pieces because you just can't get right. you know, 10, 12-foot pieces out of a mesquite tree. Right. Um, so I think that's why it's not as popular as some of the others, but it is a great, great floor. It's, it's very hard, very stable, very dense, uh, and, of course, it's gorgeous. It is. And, and, and very, uh, very Arizona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very Arizona. Well, let's talk about uh, getting, the, getting it installed in, in, a, in a retrofit, in a remodel. The mm-hmm. fact we're doing direct glue down really saves a lot of complications. Absolutely. So how, what do you do on removal? Are y'all going to be doing some re- removal? Yes, we, we do removals and we remove, we remove anything that could be on the floor, whether it be, you know, really thick saltillo to, you know, um, regular tile, uh, engineered wood that could be glued down. Anything that's on that slab, we can have that removed. Uh, then we prep it correctly by grinding the slab, calling open coating it so that the slab is porous. And at that point, it can accept any application moving forward. At the open pores, cleaned surface. Now we're going to do that trowel on waterproof. Correct. And I noticed that uh, many contractors don't take that step, but it's a crucial step to make sure that whatever you're applying on that concrete actually sticks to it correctly. And and again, I don't think people understand. We did a we did a home. It was back in the eighties. And they wanted all hardwood floors. Y'all did it. And it was was in Paradise Valley on Palo Christi, just south of Lincoln. And um, we were getting moisture in the wood floor in the middle of the family room. And so what's the first thing you think? Slab leak. Right, exactly. We've got plumbing leak. Right. We knew there was no water line down there. Mm -hmm. We tracked that to a utility trench dating back to the date the house was built that was picking up moisture from the neighbor uphill's sprinkler system. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and uh, I had an instance in Paradise Valley where um, an AC unit leaked. It was about 3,000 square feet of flooring. It leaked for about a week uh, when the homeowners were on vacation. Of course. And the water yeah. within that time period wicked through the entire home. So and it was a slow leak, but you know when you put two pieces of wood together, that that water want to equilibrate and travel. And so yeah, if you have a leak somewhere in a house in one area, it doesn't mean that that water will not travel to another part as long as that floor is touching. It it will definitely travel. It'll definitely travel. Well, we've talked a little bit about some of the challenges of hardwood flooring, but I want to get back because I I was under the impression in my building and remodeling, uh, basically since 1972. Um, that we had a huge surge of wood going in in mm-hmm. the 80s and the 90s. And then it seemed to me that porcelain, ceramics, luxury vinyl tiles began. I, I began seeing more and more and more of those. But you mentioned 
your company's twice the size it was in the housing boom back in 07. That's correct. Yeah, we're about double the size that we were in 07. Um, well, we're gonna and- we're gonna take a little break, but when we come back, I want to hear about the resurgence and what you can do to restore a floor. When we get back with Bobby, general manager of Mission Hardwood Floor, you can join the conversation by dialing 1-888-767-4348. Knock on wood. Today in the 9 o'clock hour, we're talking specifically the details of a particular type of floor you probably grew up on, hardwood floors. And to have that conversation in the 9 o'clock hour, we always bring an expert in or try and bring an expert in that knows more about the subject than I do, that spends their life in that particular subject. We call it the 200 series of Rosie on the House. And to do that today, we brought in Bobby, General Manager of Mission Hardwood Floors. Uh, Bobby, how long have you been there at Mission? Uh, since 2007. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about Mission Hardwood. Y'all been here in the Valley, I know, uh, since yeah, the 80s. That's when I started that's using right. it. That's uh, right. Uh, the company was established in 1972 uh, and uh, went through three ownerships. We're the third owners of, of the company. Uh, when I say we, uh, my, my dad and I. And uh, we, my dad and I have been in the woodworking business, I mean, for generations, on fourth generation in the woodworking business, so, so it's nothing new to us. Uh, and uh, yeah, when we purchased Mission Hardwood, we've, we've just been taking it to the next level since. And, and if someone wanted to contact you listening, how would they reach out to you? Uh, two ways. Uh, through our website, we have a portal where uh, you can put in your information and, uh, and it'll send us an email. So that's through missionhardwood.com. Uh, you can also give us a call at the office, which is 480-994-0123. Okay, now I call you and I'm considering hardwood floor. Why would I consider hardwood floor over tile or stone or raw concrete? Yeah, there are many benefits. Uh, hardwood floors are typically warmer on the feet when you're walking barefoot. Uh, they also uh, have some sort of an impact absorption factor to them, so it's much easier on your joints. As a matter of fact, I just had a client uh, yesterday in the showroom uh, speaking about that. They had polished concrete floors, and they, and they just said enough. They, they, they want something that's easier to live on. Well, you so. talked about the temperature, and I think it's an interesting statistic. One inch of hardwood floor has the same insulation value as, what, eight inches of concrete? About that. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a, yeah, it's excellent insulation. I mean, that's why wood is also used as cladding and siding and so forth, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So those are the reasons I would consider wood over and above the other products that are out there. Now, once, I'm, once I have wood on my radar screen... What are my options at that point? Endless. Uh, <laughs> really endless. I mean, okay. uh, so many species of wood to choose from, uh, you know, full array of colors from, from white to black and anything in between, uh, different size planks, different widths, different lengths, different textures, uh, uh, different uh, grades of wood in terms of having knots, no knots, so clean look, rustic look. I mean, what, we what, can go on. What are on. you going to tell me if I say I want a I want as wide and long a plank of natural wood as I can get. Is that going to be something you would try and talk me out of? 
Uh, possibly, uh, but not not necessarily. Okay. Um, the the cut of wood has a lot to do with the stability. So if you, for instance, go with a rift and quartered cut, which produces a lineal grain pattern on the plank, that'll allow you to go up to twelve or thirteen inches on width on the plank. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's going to be a handsome floor. Right. So so and we've done quite a bit of them too, and then you can get really nice lengths up to fourteen, even sixteen feet long on those. So, yeah, so you can produce a, a larger scale floor for sure. Now, if you go in with uh, the typical flats on, which produces the parabolas, which you see on 90% of the floors, then you probably want to keep it to a seven inch or so just for stability reasons. Width. Yeah, width. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Because you cross that threshold and you're going to find that it, the expansion, the seasonal expansion and contraction is going to be greater than what you want to see on that floor. Yeah. Okay. So what, what about the parquet floor? That that we put everywhere is in the fifties. Yeah. So, what do you call that? Uh, it is a parquet floor. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, it's it's one of the most stable floors you can put in because okay. of all the small pieces in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, just aesthetically, um, I, I don't think that uh, it's in at the moment, but I think it's a great floor. <laughs> and but it but it's much thinner, right? Yeah, most of them were half inch instead of three quarter. And mm-hmm. and a, a a variety of hardwood flooring. I, I could look at hardwood that we've been talking about real three-quarter inch or right. more mm-hmm. hardwood or i could go to the engineered yeah so wood, right? so you can save yourself some money by going to an engineered floor what that is is you have a plywood core essentially consisting of several several uh wood layers on the core of the product and then the top layer that you physically walk on would be also a solid piece of hardwood but that's usually between two and six millimeters in thickness is it going to have the wearability of a of a hardwood? Real it does. Hardwood? Just uh, um, there are there are some factors to consider. All of those floors will have a beveled edge on them, and that's to offset your overwood. So when you have slight unevenness, you visually do not see it. Okay. And your seams are not perfectly sealed. So on the solid wood floor, when we apply a clear coat, we seal the seams, and so when you have a spill, the floor performs a lot better that way. Whereas on a pre-finished engineered floor, if that water penetrates that seam, it tends to swell up the plank. So um, it's not as as good of an application in kitchens and bathrooms and such as, as a solid wood floor would be. Well, we've got Henry on the line right now. Henry, I'm going to beg your patience. We're not going to have time to answer your question before we go to bottom of the hour break. But I promise in the next segment, you'll be the first caller. And he has a specific question about engineered flooring. As we go out, why don't you tell people if they'd like to talk hardwood flooring, what number would they call you at? 480-994-0123. That's Mission Hardwood Floor Company. Rosie Certified. We're switching gears this half hour, kind of wrapping up our flooring for the month. And it's very appropriate that on Father's Day weekend, we have father-son team back in studio with us, Mitch and Aaron Taylor. Thank you. You were with us last Saturday. You come back here because uh, when we get together and we are forming all the subjects that we're going to cover on a topic for that month, the amount of time that was spent on warranties and how many ways they have of weaseling out of honoring a warranty, <laughs> we thought, well, we, we better bring this information to our listeners. Yeah, sure. Warranties are important. They're there for a reason. And they have a lot of ways that they don't want to honor them. <laughs> That's correct. But, uh, you know, a lot of them are, they're set in place for a reason. But there are some things that seem a little, a little odd to us at times where we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. But 
you wonder why those were put in place. But there are some really good uh, – uh, some good information out there that everybody should know about um, from carpet to laminate to wood uh, that's going to help um, keep those warranties in place. In case you do have a product failure, there's no way for them to go back and say, well, you didn't do this, so this is what this cost. I would bet that if you're living on carpet that's over six months old, it's out of warranty. Because why? You need to have that carpet professionally <laughs> cleaned between six six months and two years. You need to have that done. By certified carpet cleaners. That is correct. They have to have a certain certification to them. Yes, they do need to be certified. Um, uh, the reason we want to clean the carpet is going to help rejuvenate them. They're going to hold in, hold up longer. You're not going to have the soiling breaking down the fibers. If you look at it like your bed sheets, would you go two, three, four years without cleaning your bed sheets oh yes. mitch why did you <laughs> mitch why did you take us there because that's, a, that's about the same thing you're walking around dead skin falling off your your uh, your your feet it's about the same thing so you need to have those carpets clean that will help i am a true believer uh in that and make sure you're using somebody that knows what they're doing a rosie on the house certified uh partner will be able to help you out with that um but uh get those carpets clean. I mean, what's they, the they, frequency of the cleaning? Yeah, they they recommend between 6 months and 2 years uh depending on on your lifestyle if you're not wiping your feet and you're not living the cleanest, maybe going to need to have that carpet cleaned. Yeah, pets, traffic, that type of stuff. Kids, you know, we we have kids, they make spills. We have husbands, they make spills. So <gasps> the wives, I know they don't, but we're hard on carpet there are carpet manufacturers where i've seen their warranty information that actually states to maintain your warranty you have to vacuum this carpet with a brush beater vacuum once a day traffic areas twice a day cleaned professionally cleaned by us by a carpet associate it's a national certification by a certified carpet cleaner every six months, and you better save those receipts and prove you got it done and who did it, or you're out of warranty. Yes, correct. Yeah, they want you vacuuming that carpet. I don't know who's vacuuming their carpet every single day. Yeah. I think that'd be hard to prove one yeah. way or another. <laughs> yes, it but there, if you've never vacuumed your carpet and never had it clean, don't expect there to be a warranty on it. What about those electronic uh, floor cleaners? I've seen them on tile. Do they have one that works over the top of carpet that you could say, well, this is plugged in and it knows how many times it, you know, is docked and undocked, and it's yeah. I don't space. really. I don't think so. <laughs> I do say I have one of those, or the Rumba, I believe, uh, and they will vacuum carpet, but and do some cleaning on on hard surface. I haven't seen one that does your your um your your carpet. Uh, but I will say, please stay away from some of the over the counter brands uh, carpet spot cleaners. Uh, they good can, heads up. They good can heads be up. So destructive to your carpet. They they have a product in there that's meant to pull stains out, but as a consumer, we don't. Your have, color's a stain. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a you don't have a, any way to get that product back out of your carpet. So it's doing the opposite. It takes the stain out. You step on it and it puts it right back in because it's meant to pull from your feet. Uh, it's pulling from the feet from your shoe, and it's just 
makes that stain come back. And it's very harsh on your fiber and your backing. So there's some natural products that you can get um, for for that. Um, we sell some uh, through our store that that's uh, all natural. It's a it's a powder that dries and then it vacuums up. Uh, works great. Works great. And what is the product name? Just out of curiosity, um, and we actually buy it from a, a floor covering or a, a floor cleaning product. Um, I, I don't know the name. They do give it with our our label on yeah, it. Yeah, privately um, labeled. Yeah, very cool. And I've seen that powder trick before. Um, you know, I know a lot of people use baking soda if they can't find anything else. If there's a pet stain right away, and sure. just let it. Yep, yep. It, uh, it works great on otter pops, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> a little. So, and now's the time of the year. You're probably going to end up with some otter pop stains. Yeah, we, yeah. So we yeah, must go through a, a box a week at our house. So and, we're talking warranty warnings. You know, when you're buying that new floor covering and you're getting it put in, just know there's an onus the manufacturer puts on you, the homeowner to ensure, and the installer as well. Make sure the installer is installing it per manufacturer specs or you won't be warrantied. Um, I think some homeowners could be surprised to find out how little floor deflection. What is it, eighth inch and 10 feet? It is eighth and, and 10, yeah. So it's, that's really important when, you're, when we're getting into like these vinyl planks, uh, a wood floor so you don't have hollowness in your wood floor. Um, but but the vinyl planks that's the big one that's the one that we're finding is the most that that the warranties are affecting most and in reality that's more on the installation end you know if you're doing yeah, yeah. that yourself you've got to follow some pretty strict guidelines and make sure that you're reading those instructions uh, make sure that you are talking to people YouTube can be a good source if that person that's put that YouTube video out actually knows what they're doing I'm finding that there's a lot of people out there uh, not just um, the uh, installers, uh, store owners, um, some reps that don't know their own product oh. and the installation methods that go along to it. There's some a lot of evolving going on with the changes with these vinyl planks. Vinyl planks, when they first came out, they didn't even have padding attached. You could just lay them right on the ground. Now they want six mil plastic underneath them to help with moisture, which uh, is a head scratcher because it isn't it waterproof, <laughs> but it's not moisture proof. Well, it can cause some problems with some entrapment underneath there. So there's you really just have to 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 watch what you if you're doing it yourself, read those instructions and make sure you're covered. And if a homeowner removes a floor covering and finds a a, a slab crack. Uh, uh, I mean, then you're then you're talking about a whole different new set of preparations that need to be done and completed. Yeah, that's that's correct. There's one of two things that are that's not going to need to be done. You're going to either need to grind that crack down to flatten it out, uh, and depending on which way it's going, um, you might need some self leveling products to be put in there. Uh, that can get quite expensive. Self leveling is not cheap. It's getting more expensive as is everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's and a, as part of that just the cement problem we've been running into or yeah it's um we see we see less obviously when we're working with a post tension slab you don't see the expansion joints but we see a lot more high low spots oh. with that um we didn't see, we don't see as much of that the high low spots on a, a just a regular conventional conventional slab but we do see where those expansion you might have a crack but you'd be surprised that when you put a 10 foot level on there how much Heat. that tends yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll tend and you can put your hand underneath there 
uh, on one, from one side to the other on that straight edge. And so that's not going to, that's going to void a warranty. Uh, if you're doing it yourself, you're, you're on your own there. If you've hired a company that's licensed, bonded and insured, and you have a failure, then you can at least go back on that company with the register of contractor if they're not willing to take care of that product. Uh, that's why we always w- would recommend using somebody that is licensed to, so that you have recourse as, as a homeowner. And I would tell homeowners, if I pulled a floor up and I found a crack that was, you know, the width of a nickel and it went across my concrete floor, the living room or whatever, I wouldn't put anything. I wouldn't even start preparing that slab for new floor covering until I got a termite company in and I would treat that crack. That crack is conditions conducive for future infestation. So why cover it without getting that little piece of precaution laid down, get it treated, then you could go in and, and do the prep for the floor you want to install. Yeah, that's super important for a wood floor. If you're getting ready yeah. to put a wood floor down, that's like a that's a highway right there from one side of your house to the other, and that's food heaven for a termite. So we actually, anytime we do a wood floor and we have cracks, we give that customer the option to have that treated uh, prior to. They'll, they'll drill in there and they'll put termidor down in there. Is it uh, guaranteed forever? No, but it's good peace of mind for for uh, pretty inexpensive to have done. Yeah, not like a whole house. Right. Treatment where you're drilling all around the, the the foundation, but just getting getting in there and 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 getting it the, getting it drilled and and termidor put in there to help keep them away. But we're on the topic of warranties. We've talked about how many ways you can bust a warranty with owning and living with carpet. How many ways you can bust a warranty, and we were talking particularly about floor levelness uh, and. A lot of the floors that were poured in the 90s and the 2000s that were post-tension, I mean, we pour concrete, and then we put a collar around it, and we tighten these bolts up. And so we're trying to hold the concrete together, but as we bring the high tension together, we are creating little waves in the top of that concrete. And you guys have had to deal with that for 30 years. Yeah, that's uh, that's never fun to have that conversation with a homeowner that's already spending 10, 15, 20 grand that their price just went up because that's something we can't see. We have some money put in there already for the installers to take care of that minor stuff. It's when you get into that major stuff that, that there, there's times we don't even handle that. We we have a company that comes out with the big boy machines and they're in there grinding hard, but that's all. It's clean. It's not concrete grinding. If you're not doing it correct, it's you're not going to be able to see for very very long in your house. It's just a dust cloud. But the the equipment that we use and the the company that we use as well will will take care of that. And it doesn't seem like there's been an answer yet. I remember 20 plus years ago sitting in a meeting with the Arizona Ceramic Stone Association that had a representative from the Concrete Association trying to figure out this post tension slabs. And, and setting tile on a level surface. So eventually we'll find a, a, a solution where everyone's happy, but we're not quite there yet. Hang tight. All right, our final flooring segment here. What's our final takeaway for homeowners uh, that they need to be aware of their flooring? Well, if you're going to do uh, a project like this on your own, research it, read instructions. Find out what the warranties are on, on these products and, and make sure you're doing it correctly. Vinyl plank, the, is, we're finding that's the biggest 
product out there right now. That's the most popular. That's the where this industry is going. But there are so many things that can void a warranty, whether it's uh, your baseboards touching the that plank. one blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, the, the baseboard is gonna mess up your warranty because there's not an airspace in it. I mean, I don't like to see an airspace. It looks like somebody was just blowing and going. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you got to leave a credit card with gap between your baseboards and your vinyl plank flooring. Otherwise, it can void your warranty. Can you caulk that so it's a nope. seamless? Oh, no, nope. you cannot caulk it because now it's locking it in place, which this is a floating floor. It's meant to move. So what's going to happen is it's going to expand up in the middle and you're going to have a uh, trampoline in the middle of your house. Uh, the reason that and I've I, I do, I've had a hard time grasping that whole baseboards locking it in when we have a, a 400 pound refrigerator sitting on there and a, a toilet sitting on it and all this furniture. I have noticed though when you're walking and if that baseboard is too tight to that floor and you get around certain areas the edge of like by the wall, I've heard it crack up into the wall and, and wow. it make noises in your wall. Um, so that's one of those things that, again, most people don't know, installers, salesmen, and some reps, they're just not knowledgeable enough in that. And this isn't a flooring that you would finish without a baseboard. You know, you couldn't leave it un, unexposed. That would look worse. Well, yeah, you got to leave quarter-inch gap all the way around. So if you're going up against a baseboard, you're not taking your baseboard up, that means you leave a quarter-inch away from the wall and put a quarter round. To me, quarter round is not the finish that I want to see on a job. It just makes it look like you didn't want to take your baseboards off. You're not really saving that much money. You take your baseboards off, put them back on, or put new baseboards. Great opportunity to upgrade to a larger size or a different a different uh, molding at that point. How many times have you walked into a home where there's tile up to the baseboard? <laughs> you know, that is pretty common. That is, it's not the correct way. Uh, in my opinion, the baseboard should come off, but here in Arizona, we build track homes and finished trim work is done before all the finished work is done. So we have to cut up to it. Uh, if you want a, a really clean looking floor, pull those baseboards off. That way you're not seeing cuts. You're not going to have that, that visual expansion and contraction of your wall that's going to expand or contract and cause your grout lines to start cracking around the wall. It's just a cleaner, cleaner look. More and you won't have a grout line against your baseboard. That's correct. It's underneath. You don't even have a grout line now. The only really grout lines you're going to have are up against things like tubs, showers, doors, that type of stuff. Uh, undercut your door jams. Uh, I see a lot of uh, people that do this themselves that don't know how to go underneath that door jam, so they're trying to cut a square around it. That's not going to look good, and it looks like you didn't hire somebody to do it. Um, there's a tool that you can use. It's called an undercut saw. You turn it on, you undercut your door jams, and you can slide that product under there, whether it's tile, wood, uh, laminate, a great tool. You can probably rent them, I would imagine. We buy them and use them because we use them every day. So, But they're not cheap to buy. I don't think as a homeowner you want to go out and spend that type of money for a one-day or one-job project. Well, Mitch, thanks a million for coming in a couple Saturdays in a row and sharing with the homeowners your installation expertise for anyone that wants to try and tackle it themselves. Now, let's talk to a couple of the homeowners that maybe started the demo when we talked about it last weekend and have decided they'd like to hire you to finish the job. Their, their back is <laughs> yeah. sore, their knees are 
bruised. Not a good idea. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you give the uh, Arizona homeowners a way to contact Bram Flooring? Yeah, you can reach us at 623-974-9777. Even if you just have a, a general question, you know, we're not over that too busy to where, where we can't uh, answer a question for you. Just because we may not be doing the job, we want your um, projects to turn out uh to the best that they can with you've been laying floors in arizona for how long going on 30 years no longer installing <laughs> i did my time i have done my time yeah. you so, have the crews for that we have multiple crews for that yeah we uh we've got a great sales staff uh we consider that to be our family um not blood but might as well be we spend a lot of time together inside uh the four walls and outside as well um, so we, uh, we're, we're always there for, for each other and for the, the homeowners as well. And you do have a showroom open on Saturdays, but it, where it's at right now, it's kind of tucked away in Union 107th, Hills. 107th, 107th in yeah. Union Hills. But you guys are working on a new place off of Litchfield. That we are. We um, have been, I've been working on this for eight years now. Um, and last, this January, um, we finally signed papers on land out in Litchfield and Greenway. We're building uh a 14,000 square foot showroom warehouse um, on two and a quarter acres out there. I'm still waiting on permits, but we're <laughs> any any day now. Well, not tomorrow, Sunday. Then I don't think they're working tomorrow, but any day we're getting that that green light and the bids are out there to start building this ground up. We should be rocking and rolling beginning of the year at this new location. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to seeing that. And uh, if anyone has questions between or for uh, Brand Flooring, you can visit their website, brandflooring.com. Uh, and the showroom's open today until? Uh, 2 o'clock, 8 to 2 uh, on Saturday, 8 to 3, uh, Monday through Friday. And I'm assuming those hours will probably be a little later here next year once we get rock, uh, rolling at this new place. Hey, and is that Owl's Meat Market open on Saturdays too? I do believe they are.